Hello and welcome to the Great Regression Podcast. I'm Ashton Davis. And I'm Haley McQuarrie. Cringy. I'm sure we've all used that word to describe the brony community or the one person we know who loves to overshare on the internet. In this episode, we're going to discuss the word and the culture around it and also share our own experiences with and our opinions on the term. While the word cringy started as an equivalent to feeling secondhand embarrassment, it's grown to be a meme of sorts as well as a pretty offensive insult thrown around to almost anyone sharing their lives online, whether you post thirst traps on TikTok or whether you're a furry. Cringe culture on Urban Dictionary is described as, quote, the culture started on the internet of making fun of people and or insulting them by calling them cringy or cringe for doing something which doesn't harm or somehow insult anyone nor anything, end quote. And also, quote, a community of people making fun of others for their interest. Their interests. Most targeted communities are furries, cosplayers, weebs, emos, and there are many more. In simpler terms, it's become a form of bullying. The phrase cringe culture didn't officially gain popularity until the mid-2010s, but the practice of it dates back to 2009 on the Reddit forum r slash cringe. It's believed that what popularized the phrase were things like the Tumblr sexy man, <laughs> fandoms in general, and widespread cringe compilations posted on YouTube. Common victims of cringe culture include fans of My Little Pony, Fortnite, Undertale, K-pop, Warriors, Super Hulock, Emos, Furries, Anime, and so much more. The list is endless. But should cringe culture be a thing? There are two sides to this question. On one hand, the culture is often criticized for consistently attacking children and or childlike interests. Many cringe subjects are made for and or by children, such as the Lorax or My Little Pony or Warriors, and even, quote, bad art on DeviantArt. Another critique is that the culture is also an attack on women and or teenage girls. K-pop fandoms, fanfiction readers, and the like are dominated heavily by women and girls, To quote something Halsey had said recently, if a young woman likes something, then in the eyes of the rest of the world, that makes it stupid. And I'm personally not a Halsey fan, but I I really do agree with that. Cringe culture has also been guilty of shaming and attacking neurodivergent people, especially autistic people. And an example uh, that I have of this from just a personal experience was, um, you know, I had this math class and, you know, other classes with autistic kids in them. And, um, you know, the teacher before the class would start at the beginning of the year would make a disclaimer that one of the kids had Asperger's or autism or whatever it was. So, you know, the kids would know to go easy on them, which is sad in general that that has to be said to not bully somebody (laughs) anyway. Honestly. But, um, and still I saw teenage girls bullying you know, autistic kids who they mm-hmm. knew were autistic yeah. because they would say something in class that they deemed cringy. I mean, that's the only mm-hmm. thing that I could think of is why they would speak up on that. Yeah. But I, I've seen uh, girls like pull out their phones too and record stuff like yeah. that. Or like the popular girls trying to make the autistic kids their best friends. Like, I feel like that's because it doesn't come deaf as well. Yeah. Because they don't do it out of like they want to be your friend, they think it's funny. You know? Yeah, they think it's funny, and then they post, you know, stories of them and stuff like that where I can't even imagine what their friends are saying, and it's just, honestly, yeah. it's sad, and it, I feel like it comes from cringe culture because mm-hmm. people with Asperger's or autism or any, you know, neurodivergent people in general are 
known to be cringy because of cringe culture. They, they say things that we wouldn't say. They uh, react to things how we wouldn't react, and therefore they're deemed cringy, which is right. completely and utterly unfair. Yeah, it's not fair at all. But many neurodivergent people are bullied for their interests and often posted on cringe compilations without their consent. People who make these arguments claim that cringe culture does more harm than good and that weird behavior is harmless and also not so weird, but pretty normal. On the other hand, advocates of cringe culture see it as a way to help the weird kids by shaming them into being normal. When it comes to bad art on DeviantArt, many may see their comments as a form of constructive criticism and think they are helping the artists. However, it can be very hard to differentiate the people who truly care about this and are just in it to shame and mock people on the internet. Other advocates of cringe culture may claim that it's acceptable to shame those who are problematic rather than weird. Alright, so where do you personally fall on this cringe culture debate? Like, are you on the side where you you think it's completely bad, or do you agree with it? See, my feelings with cringe culture have been a roller coaster within the last couple of years. I mean, especially like with the rise of TikTok and stuff like that. And at first, in high school, like, way before TikTok and all that, I thought that cringe culture was needed. Like, for example, you know, we would have furries at our school who would wear tails and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And, you know, me and my friends would laugh about it and stuff like that. Never to their face. Right. But, and I thought that in a way it was, like, deserved, you know? They're they're doing something that I wouldn't do that I find embarrassing. Mm -hmm. And, um... You know, as our research stated, it said, you know, a lot of people feel like on the side of cringe culture is good. They think it's good because it's putting them in their place and letting them know what is, quote, normal. Right. You know, and I I disagree because if you tell somebody what's normal, then that's going to lead to them having to feel like they have to mask. Yeah. And completely be not themselves at all. When in reality, it could, you could just take whatever they say and not care about it, mind your own business, and be fine. Yeah, it goes back to the whole, uh, I I guess, saying or thought that, like, if all of us were the same, the world would be nothing, really, you know? Yeah, it would be nothing, or it would be boring, or it would be a huge war of conflicting, (laughs) you know, personalities like that. that. We're all made to be different, and, you know, it's, it's such a weird mentality, too. Like, I... Like I stated earlier and stuff, like, it was, it is a form of, like, secondhand embarrassment, and that's where it comes from. Yeah. But there's a, in my opinion, there's a limit to, like, how far you go with your secondhand embarrassment, you know? Like, you know, I could watch uh, Will Schuster on Glee and feel secondhand embarrassment and think that's cringy, but, like, am I gonna go and, like, especially to the actor, like, you know, like, people do that, like they think something's cringe they'll go to the actor and be like you suck you know yeah, i yeah. hate will schuster and all because like, they played like a cringy yeah. character that was hard to digest for some people yeah and you know i see that with just people who aren't actors you know like they'll post something and then you know they'll get hate for it and it's like i mean people are i don't know i don't know how i'm trying to word this right yeah. now i'm trying my best I'm, <laughs> no you're doing good i my thing is is you know in the research it said that is it feels as if it is mainly geared toward women. Oh, yeah. And I, I completely agree. I mean, think about when the Justin Bieber and One Direction phase was going crazy yes. and how it was just assumed that all men were supposed to hate that and yes. hate on no. women who liked that when no, all we exactly. were doing were having interest. It's and not it, like we yeah. went over there to the guys who were interested in playing video games and shamed them and no, made exactly. them cringy. And it was weird, too, the fact that a majority of these fans were little girls. You know, yeah. like, 
we were little and but you know i remember hearing baby by justin bieber for the first time and watching the video and my dad being like this is stupid blah 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 and before he said that i was like Baby, I'm <laughs> so happy. Yeah. Just, then, you have an interest. And then the minute he said that, I was like, oh, that's not cool. I can't like that. You know? Yeah, yeah, because you want to be, I mean, growing up as a young girl, I, this is my experience at least, is I wanted to have interests that were comparable to men because it, it put me on a different pedestal than just mm-hmm. liking all the things that girls like. That's right. why I would say I hate the color pink. Yes, the color or, pink has always been like, I always thought, I was thinking about that recently, like a, you know, I used to hate the color pink. Yeah. I would bash on the color pink for no reason like it's a color i don't know why it made me so angry exactly and now i wear it all the time yeah. i love pink i am good in pink thank you <laughs> <laughs> but i just yeah i think a lot of it comes from men shaming women for their interests yeah. when i don't feel like that it does not go both ways for that i don't see a oh, lot of doesn't. hate for men playing video games mm-hmm. or liking the music that men are normally I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to say that they're known to like because, you know, of course, men have different music tastes, but there yeah. are some bands that are more acceptable for others because they have a heavier male fan base. For yep. example, like if you like Whitechapel as a woman, you're going to be put under more scrutiny mm-hmm. as if you liked Whitechapel yeah. and you're a man. Yeah. Because of cringe culture, I feel like. I yeah. feel like it all goes back to that. It does. It does. And it, like it, it, along those same lines, too, like it's when a, like I can go out wearing like a band shirt. Like I remember. When I worked at my last job, I wore a Metallica shirt one day. Didn't think much of it. Whatever. It was a cool shirt. And, which, okay. I will say, I do have a, like, quick disclaimer. I've, I am very gatekeepy when it comes to people very. wearing. Yes. <laughs> when it, Especially when it comes to people wearing band shirts for bands they don't know or whatever. Like, it's just, it's offensive to me. Don't ask me why. I don't know. But, um, so, of course, I listen to Metallica. You know, I'm, I'm wearing the shirt. But I, I know some people, you know, don't, they wear a shirt because they think it looks cool, whatever. But anyways, I was sitting at the register, minding my own business, and this guy comes up to check out, and he was like, you're wearing a Metallica shirt. And I was like, yeah, good, good observation, I yeah. guess. And he, uh, he was like, oh, do you even listen to Metallica? Like, what's your favorite song? And I told him my favorite song. I think I said one. I don't know. And he's like, oh, that's my favorite song. I was like, Cool. You could tell yeah. he was just, like, you know. Yeah, trying to get you caught up. Like, yeah. Because I feel like a lot of people, and this still relates back to cringe culture, I feel like uh, a lot of men and even some type of what I would call pygmy girls uh-huh. will um, find satisfaction out of tripping a woman up oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. You know, and making them feel embarrassed, making them feel like they're cringy because yeah. they, you know, wore a shirt that they – because, you know, I, I personally don't really mind – if you want to wear a band shirt that, you know, you don't know the band of, it's different if you go out and thrift it. Like, yeah. I, I feel like you shouldn't be doing that because you could be saving that shirt for, for somebody who, likes who, it. Yeah, who really yeah. listens to no, it. No, I agree with that. So, because um, I, I have a couple shirts to bands that, you know, I only know one song from or really couldn't even name a song from, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I, I really feel like a lot of it is rooted my phone. Yeah, my computer made a noise a second ago. I was like, I hope it didn't pick that up. It was the same noise. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apples love that sound. Oh, they do. But um, apples love apples. <laughs> fruits. Love music, specifically apples. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, I feel like in you know growing up, uh, the one of the first instances I can think of was me experiencing cringe culture geared towards me 
was when I got into Skrillex. Oh my god, <laughs> yes. I forgot about that, but yes. I remember feeling, I don't, I think I remember feeling cringe when listening to it, because I remember seeing on the internet so much discourse about, if you listen to Skrillex, you're not a real, like, dubstep fan, and you're weird, yeah. stuff like that. And I was like, I like it, bangerang, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, um, yeah, my brother completely drug me through the mud. <laughs> oh, did he? When I, well, yeah, because he was kind of the same way as, yeah. like, that's not dubstep. And then mm-hmm. I would say Skrillex as a band. He'd be like, that's not a band. And I'm yeah. like, let me just talk. You know what I'm saying. Let me just enjoy what I enjoy. Yeah. yeah. And um, and that's what it all comes down to is I feel like cringe culture makes people feel like they can't enjoy mm-hmm. certain things. Like, I got into Five Seconds of Summer while I was very, very deep into my emo metal scene phase. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even posting stuff about them or showing that I liked them, it made me look different in the eyes of my online friends who yeah. I had. Yeah. And um, that were into metal and emo and scene and all that shit. But, um, but yeah, they just, they kind of looked at me differently because I liked Five Seconds of Summer. And I really feel like it comes down to, like, whatever the hell you want to like. Yeah. Because uh, if well, you have to shove it down, that's just sad. Yeah. I think with the Five Sauce thing... It goes back to what we said earlier about if a majority of, like, young girls like it, you know? Yeah. Then it's cringe, apparently, according to the internet. Because is Beyblade cringe? No. No. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's the fan base, unfortunately. I mean, you can look at... The only thing I could think of that had, like, probably more boys than girls was Fortnite. But I think the only reason that became cringe was uh, because it was young people. Yeah. And, like, that's another thing we brought up is, like... For some reason, everything that's cringe is, like, things considered for, like, little kids. Yeah, well, and I mean, we all can agree that kids are cringy, but that's not bad. That's just part of being a that's kid. That's just part of being a kid. Yeah. I mean, I can look back at things that I posted online or that I even think about stuff that I said when I was a kid and I cringe because I yeah. was a kid who didn't know any better and I now have the resources to behave differently in a situation mm-hmm. like that and I know yeah. how I would act now I know it wouldn't be like that and so it makes me cringe yeah. I mean and on another side of things uh have you ever seen any cringe compilations I I had a phase where that's I watched a lot of them like yeah. TikTok cringe compilations it's a weird like it's a form of entertainment now like to yeah. sit there and watch people like to be uncomfortable by yeah, I, what people are doing and, you know, it's weird like because I'm very I don't like cringe culture the only time I agree with it is if the person's a bad person then like yeah I'm gonna make fun of you and yeah, you're gonna yeah. make me cringe but otherwise it's just pointless it's stupid and I don't like it it's attacking other people's interests it and is. it's it's sad because then it makes people as I said it makes them have to mask what they like it yeah. makes them feel uncomfortable I remember having to feel uncomfortable talking about certain music that I liked mm-hmm. because I it was deemed cringy yeah. by society so yeah. therefore I wasn't supposed to like it yes even I- though I did Yes, I was definitely, like, weird as a kid, and especially considering, like, who I went to school with, because I was in a, you know, private Catholic school, and, like, yeah. you know, everyone's kind of the same there, but, you know, there's a, you know, I, I, I didn't fit in, and I didn't want to fit in, because, you know, I feel like I've said this before in a podcast, I'm an Aquarius, and I don't <laughs> like to fit in, but, um, you know, I would try to get into things that they wouldn't be, be into, and then I'd be weird. Like, I remember, like, this has been a huge topic in my life right now, Warriors. Because uh, I started rereading it, and it's not cringe, okay? So I can see, and I have—I don't have a, a big recollection of 
how like warrior cats or warriors, whatever it may be, was yeah. um, viewed in society. Like it, it was, was it bad. Well, it's it's it was really bad because on the same level of like furries or yes, okay. because I think people put them together yeah. in a way because especially like my warriors experience and a lot of other people's like I heard that at some schools they banned playing warrior cats because people would act like cats and battle each other you know what I mean which I didn't I didn't do that I, I played warrior cats but I always wanted to be like a mentor and train my apprentices or whatever and I would force all my friends to like balance on stuff and like you know like yeah I would do that kind of that, stuff and people would think that's weird because I'm acting like a cat at recess, you That's know? so sad, because I remember being, you know, that age, and what what my school did was uh, vampires and werewolves. Oh. And we'd play vampire and werewolves. And we That's would, fun. Yeah, and, like, yeah. we would go around and attack the werewolves who were <laughs> vampires and stuff yeah. like that. We would have whole storylines. That's I mean, awesome. I sit here and I think about that, and those were some of the best times of my life. Yeah. So why take that away from children just being children? It is I mean, weird. You want, yeah. you want kids to not grow up, but yeah. then you in, in place these things that are adult-like rules. Yeah. It is weird because it's like, I, me and my friends were the only ones doing that kind of stuff at our, which I, you know, we weren't little. Like, I was in sixth grade doing this, you know? Still, I still feel like that's a, it, that's you're a still kid, a kid. And you still should be holding on to your innocence at that age. Yeah, I agree. You should I not agree. be forced to. I think that's, like. Just sit there and talk. I, I definitely think, like, compared to a lot of my peers, I was very well behind in the developmental stage mentally, you know? Like, I, you know, I wasn't into relationships, and I was into warrior cats, you know? Like, that Fair was, enough. that's all I cared about. Yeah. It's, and it was frustrating, because, you know, no one else cared about that, and everyone thought I was weird, and, you know, you go home, and you think, like, what's wrong with me? Like, yeah, why don't I fit in? Yeah, why do people think I'm gross, and why do people think I'm weird, and, like, why don't I have a lot of friends? <laughs> That's so sad because on the opposite end of your spectrum, I made myself grow up too fast. Yeah. Especially, I'd say, like, second semester of sixth grade is when I started to, like, accelerate my growth by getting thing, get into, getting into things on the internet I know I shouldn't be getting into, learning terms I shouldn't know about, yeah. learning other things I should not know about. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I grew up too fast, and I don't, yeah. looking back on it, I don't, like that because now I didn't have I didn't have enough time to be a kid well you're and kind of I feel like especially nowadays your kids are forced to grow up fast just because and I mean what this episode is about cringe culture it all comes down to it because kids don't want to be looked at as kids you know they yeah. don't want to go on the internet and post something and have everyone up in their comments like ew cringe you're weird you yeah. know I mean my sister-in-law she uh she says the word cringe all the time. Not saying that it's bad, but I mean, that's yeah. not something I even really thought about back then. Yeah. I didn't really have a term for it. I knew that I probably was being embarrassing. Yeah. But. See, I didn't think of myself as cringe or anything really as cringe mm -hmm. when I was considered cringe, I guess. Yeah. But it, it, it didn't really start coming to me until probably high school when I was like, oh, like, people can be physically affected by how weird I am you know yeah. and then also cringe culture enforces these negative ass stereotypes oh yeah of like you know for example as I said I was into Justin Bieber and then I got into metal music and all that and I remember making a post on my Instagram being like oh by the way I don't like gay ass Justin Bieber mm -hmm. anymore yeah. and all that and was like just going off and um why did I say that 
Because it, I it still, I listen to Justin, yeah. I listen to old Justin Bieber music now. Why do we care? Happiness. It makes me wonder why we care so much about what other people think. Like, I know it's human it's because, nature to... It's because of cringe culture. Yeah. It, and it, it is human nature to be like, oh, I want people to think of me a certain way, you know? Like, yeah. I don't want them to think I'm weird. But at the end of the... I think it, like you said, like, cringe culture, because it's so brutal. Like, I don't want to be roasted on the internet. You know what I mean? That's my biggest thing is, like, I remember when I would post about Justin Bieber and stuff, and I'd have, you know, men, not men, little boys, yeah. <laughs> in my comments, you know, roasting me and stuff like that. And at the time, I would stick up for Justin Bieber, because that's what I was supposed to do as a, you know, mm-hmm. a tiny little teenage girl, right. or even preteen at that point. Yeah. But, um, but it was just my interest. I'd, I, I had no... I didn't want to be up there sticking up for him. I just wanted to like what I liked and not have anybody think of me differently for what I liked. Yeah. What do you think was, like, the main thing you were worried about people thinking of you different? Like, what was the cringiest thing that you were into or did that you were worried about with people? I mean, for people, it's it was mainly men. Because, mm-hmm. like, my friends really were into the same things as me. But I would say, honestly, and this is what's sad, self-harm became a part of cringe culture. Yeah, it still is. Yeah, it still is. And that's, like, you know, in middle school, I self-harmed pretty Mm -hmm. bad, pretty, and it it was pretty obvious to uh, the people around me. I mean, I tried to hide it in ways that I could, but, um, you know, I got bullied a lot for that, and so I really didn't want people to find out, and when they did, it was always this huge deal. It wasn't, I'm worried for you. Yeah. I mean, my friends were, but it was, you're cringy, you're emo, and then it turned into bullying, and it was like, okay, do you know where this even started at? Yeah. (laughs) Because now, you know, I'm being bullied for self-harming, which makes me only want to self-harm more. It is weird how that became, like, a weird stigma of, like, I don't, like, I, uh, the other day, or yesterday, I think it was, Johnny Gilbert posted a video of, like, him going on Omegle or whatever, and the uh, title was, like, why does Omegle hate emo people so much? And it was just a whole bunch of people, like, being so mean, they'd see him and be like, emo, ew, you know, and, like, make self-harm comments, and it's like, why is that, why is that cringe, and why is that, like, something people like to make fun of people for? Yeah. I don't understand it. There was this one time recently, I mean, like, as early as I think last year or the year before, I was wearing uh, this green plaided skirt that I have with a black crop top. I felt like I looked really cute. And I go over to this person's house and they say, oh, so what, you're an e-girl now? Something like along the lines of that. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, I guess that's also a part of cringe culture is to be an e-girl even though I've dressed this way my whole life. But even though, even if you are an e-girl, what does it matter? Yeah, see, that's the thing. It's it's really hard. And I think, personally, it's really hard to get out of that mentality sometimes, you know, just because I feel like I grew up, at a certain point I started growing up thinking I can't be weird. I can't let people think I'm weird. I want friends, you know? Like, because, you know, I've had friends call me cringe you know behind my back and it's made me rethink things and it's made me feel I can't I can't like what I like because my friends are gonna go talk about me and how I'm weird you know and a good I don't know example of this would be you know have you're not on TikTok but there's there's these trends for a while of people showing their emo phase and then they got bullied Mm -hmm. out of their emo phase like what that looked like and then oh they're right back in it once they're an adult yeah and um I feel like you know, I still don't really dress that alternative, but, um, 
I feel like that's what exactly what happened to me is yeah. I in middle school I got bullied for wearing all black, having black hair, doing mm-hmm. my thick ass wings. And then in high school, you know, I got expelled in eighth grade and then I went back to school in ninth grade and I wanted to reinvent myself. I didn't want to be bullied anymore. And yeah. reinventing myself meant, and I think I've already said this, but putting on, you know, my butt pad yeah. and my corset and my two bras because yeah. that's, that's not considered cringy. So no. I wouldn't get made fun of for that. And I, right. I was accepted much, much, much more mm-hmm. dressing like that than I ever was when yeah. I would dress emo. And so I completely changed my whole self. And it, that lasted, I'd say, up until 2020 of yeah. me wearing clothes to appeal to men. Right. And that would fit my body, show my boobs, show my butt, whatever. You can see the difference, especially in like how you dressed in high school and how you dress now. Like, because yeah, I was dressing for men because yeah. I didn't want to be considered cringy because yeah. I was so, I don't want to say scarred, but I guess that's the only word from middle school of being considered emo that Mm -hmm. I was like I don't want people to think of me like that anymore and so I just I completely changed everything about me and I realized it did make me sad because now I feel so much more I'm like uber uber amounts more of confidence wearing what I wear now compared to what I wore in high school yeah I was constantly maybe I didn't talk about it as much but I was constantly uncomfortable with my style I would never have guessed you felt that way I always thought you were very confident and I was always jealous that you could dress like that like wearing tight clothes and looking like that and I'm like I can't wear a shirt that's my size because I'm gonna hate myself you know like, see and I, I didn't like wearing that stuff because it, it you know there, there were times where I felt like I looked good you know maybe there's an outfit that I was confident in yeah but it's completely not comparable to when to the clothes that I wear now you know what maybe it might be my you know mom black jeans with like a little crop top and stuff like, I don't know yeah uh, other stuff that I wear that is not something I would have worn in high school dressing for myself and what makes me feel good and not yeah what shows my body off and what men would like yeah and, and even even the I hate to say this because I really feel like our school didn't have that much of that dynamic but the popular girls you know oh, even they yeah. would accept me more and talk to me more wearing those clothes than they did in middle school yeah once I became emo once then it became the joke kind of like we were talking about you know of the popular girls posting weird kids on their um, oh, yeah. stories like it, yeah it was more like I didn't want to be that and you yeah. know it's crazy because as much as I feel like yeah we were weird but we didn't want to think we were and we would make fun of other weird kids you know yeah. like you know still to this day sometimes I think back on those kids I used to make fun of and think oh god they were cringy but then it I it's hard to once again it's hard to get out of that mentality of like it's really- shaming people for being themselves but it, it's it's like just ingrained from being in the world that like you have to be a certain way or or else you know yeah yeah, for sure and uh something that goes through my head constantly that I I don't know where I heard it from maybe my mom but I don't know is the first thought that you have about somebody oh yeah yourself is what society wants you to think yeah the the second second thought thought is what you think and what you're trying yeah I saw it on tumblr years ago and maybe it was tumblr yeah that's where I saw it and I remember thinking that makes me feel really good about myself because truly I sometimes I'll think a thought like I'll see someone in public and be like weird and then I'll think oh they're not weird they're just I you know yeah they they have different interests than me or I wish I could show my interests that confidently and not be afraid of what people think exactly exactly and it's it's done a lot of re I've had to do a lot of rewiring Mm-hmm. to not think like that and let the first thought be close to my second thought you yeah. know 
And yeah. so I've, it, it, it's been hard. I mean, there, there are things that I don't agree with. I would never do, but that doesn't mean that it's cringy. Yeah. I mean, there's so many memes now of, and you can tell that a lot of these memes are from kids who are neuro, neurodivergent. Yeah. You know, yeah. and um, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Maybe you could. But as an example of, like, even a Vine. No, I don't or, think I could. Yeah, no. I Honestly. can't think of one. All I'm thinking of, that kid that broke his elbow. I don't know. That, that TikTok, I was like. Oh, uh, oh my God. What, what happened to Matt? <laughs> yeah. he, he said uh, something about, I don't care that you broke your elbow. Yeah. <laughs> and that's obviously, like, it's cringy. Or so that's it's, why, it's deemed yeah. cringy. That's why, like. Things that get popular like that, they're funny, but they're funny because they're cringy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, people are making fun of it. They're not laughing at the joke. They're laughing because, like, oh, that person's weird. Yeah. My, the cringe compilation parts that I like and actually enjoy would be, like, the Karens, aka, you know? Yeah, see, like, it goes back to, like, cringe. I'm only okay with, like, shaming people for being cringy if you're a bad person. Like, Karens, like, if you're yelling in public about... I don't know, a mask. Like, yeah. that's cringe and you're weird. Yeah, but and if you're just Naruto running... Okay. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it, it's... And it's. I mean, I want to go back to what you were talking about, like, you know, uh, suppressing yourself in a way because of cringe and, like, how you dressed a certain way and then you changed your ways as you grew up because you're getting out of that. Yeah. And, like, I feel like I'm going through that phase right now. Like, finally I'm not trying to be as worried about what people think of me like and it's so hard like even last night I was struggling with it like posting about my because I'm working on a comic and um for some reason I keep thinking people are gonna think I'm so cringe for this like they're gonna see my characters and be like that is so cringy yes I'm drawing cat girls that's okay they're hot but sexy they look so good thank you but it's so like for some reason I'm getting embarrassed and I'm like the reason I only get like 30 likes on my art is because it's cringy and the reason like you know, I don't know. It's just this mentality. I'm trying not to, like, think that way and just post what I want, you know? Well, yeah, and when you start thinking, when you start letting yourself think a certain way about other people and how they act in cringy, I start to notice that it reflects back on myself and my behaviors, and it gives me anxiety. Like, you know, I'll be watching a reality TV show, Mm -hmm. and there'll be, or, you know, a game show or whatever, and I'm overanalyzing the people's personalities, and they're cringing me out so bad. And then I'm, I'm, picking at what they're doing and how I would do it differently and whatever. And then I listen, re-listen to this podcast. And then I, I'm doing the same thing I was just doing to these people on reality TV right. to myself. Because right. I let myself do that. I let myself overanalyze these people to the point where I'm just going to turn around and do the same thing to me. Yeah. It's a miserable loop. And I yeah. feel like a lot of people who participate in cringe culture are stuck in that. And I just don't under... I Even though I have cringed and been a like a like, a encourager of cringe culture in yeah. ways, I've never, ever wanted to <laughs> shame people to their faces or, like, comment stuff on the internet. I've never no. had the urge to do that, and I, I've, I'm never going to be able to understand that. It's yeah. just the weirdest thing to, like, like, yeah, I feel like it's, once again, human nature to sit there and, like, criticize people in your head and be like, that's weird what they're doing. You know, I wouldn't yeah. do that. But I wouldn't, like, go out of my way to, like... Uh, you know, message these people I'm seeing on reality TV and being like, you're a horrible person because you said this one thing and you're a horrible person because you acted weird and I wouldn't act that way, you know? Yeah, I couldn't imagine doing that, but I do 
think that way. Yeah. For sure. But I think, once again, like you said, like, the whole, like, first thought is society, second thought is yourself. and Yeah. Well, it's sad because I even remember, and, you know, we live in Arkansas, so this is just our experience, but yeah. in high school, being non-binary became cringe. Oh, it's still cringe. And that's People, sad. like... That is so sad. I see so much discourse on, like, people making fun of they, thems. And it's, or gender in general. Or yeah, like, and not, honestly. And, and wanting gender it, to be Making fun binary. of anyone who questions their gender in any sort of way. And it's yeah. the weirdest thing. And it is so strange. It's so sad <laughs> to have non-binary friends and see how they have to go around, like being their true selves like for example you know getting a job and then having to be okay with not saying like not not even coming out as non-binary because you know that people are going to look at you differently because that's considered cringe yeah or you know um around certain people that are known to not really that aren't as open-minded right and you have to hide yourself yeah and you have to hide yourself you don't even want to you know i can't speak i'm not non-binary but you know as i said having friends that are like that yeah seeing them go through that and experience yeah. things like and that it sucks it's sad i mean even i don't know it's i mean just i mean that could go for really anything it's just like anything you like to have someone make fun of that the feeling you get when you are so proud of something like warriors you know i have the book right here that's why i keep bringing it up um you know <laughs> i'm gonna read it yeah i, I can't wait I we're can't. getting we're getting ready for our warriors episode I, it's gonna be it's gonna be cringy okay you're gonna want to cringe and you're gonna want to hate us but hey. you're going to remember this episode and think, it's okay because they're not hurting anybody. You're going to think, hey, that's just my first thought. Let, yeah. me, let me see how my second thought plays out. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But anyways, like, Warriors, like, I used to be, I mean, I'm getting back into it. It's it's taking over my life again. But back in the day, I remember being so proud of that and thinking, like, this series is so cool. You know, like, there's nothing like this out there and I'm different for liking this. And, like, I, I'm just saying... The Warriors community is, there are some of the most talented people in the world on the internet in the Warriors fandom. I'm telling you, art-wise, story-wise, they got it going on. And, you know, you, I'll go, I, you know, I'll be home and, like, on the internet and I'm in this world and feeling so proud and confident and, like. Like you like can I, express yourself. Yeah, like I can express myself. I belong and no one's going to judge me for being different. And then I get to school and they're like, you you're greasy and you like cats and you play cats at recess and that's weird you know yeah and i mean i'm guilty of i remember in middle school there was kids who would bring their ds's to school oh yeah and they would just like sit and play ds games and i remember like i would never say it to their face of course right. but i would talk with my friends and like basically call them cringe and stuff like that yeah. and then in eighth grade or maybe no actually i think this is 10th grade I brought my DS to school, and the whole time I was so nervous to bring it out. I don't think I don't think my phone was working or something, yeah. or maybe I just got into a game that I really liked. Yeah. And um, I wanted to play my DS. Yeah. And I wanted to play my DS on the bus, and I remember like pulling it out and being so anxious because of what I had said about people, what other yeah. people had said Someone's about the DS Someone's gonna say kids. something about you. Yeah. Yeah. See, I felt that same way because I've been wanting to, because, uh, getting into Warriors, I'm getting into all this music that warriors got me into yeah you know and i i'm just obsessed with it right now and i wanted to post a song on my story the other day and i was going to say something like uh oh rereading warriors or something and reminding me of the song but then i was like i cannot post this i cannot let anyone know i'm sitting here reading warriors at 21 years old 
But then I, I deleted it immediately. Like, I, I didn't post it. I, was, I didn't even get that far. I yeah. made it to a draft, and then I was like, nope, not, I can't. And, and it's like, why do I think that way? It doesn't, no, why do you care? But all the people who follow me, if you think it's weird, it's like, they don't need to be following me. Why are they even following me in the first place if they're going to yeah. think what I like is weird? Yeah, as it's you a get, weird, I don't know. As I've been getting older, it, it's learning how to not care what people think. Like, you're always told to not care what people think. But like, it's hard. Do you, but it is so completely oh my different God. in practice. Yes. And... Because um, I, I, I'm always very, like, strong and saying, like, to my little cousins and everything, you know? Like, I'm always, like, it does not matter what anybody in the world thinks. Like, you do you, and you're going to be happy. And, like, yeah. the people who care that much don't matter, you know? Yeah. Like... And it, it just... It sucks that... You know, I, it does make me happy to, to like what I like and to, you know, yeah. be prideful about that. But there was times where it, where it didn't because of the discourse I got from other people. Yeah. I liked it and it made me happy. Yeah. But, I mean, even Sleeping With Sirens and Pierce the Veil, like, you know, the type of, the high-pitched singing post-hardcore bands. Yeah. Those were deemed cringy and it was, you were considered a fangirl and yeah. you, even though... I felt like I had the same passion for these bands as these neckbeard-ass dudes had for Metallica yeah. and for, like, other bands. Being a fangirl is one of the worst things you can do on the internet, honestly. I, I remember seeing this thing. I probably saw this on Tumblr, too, uh, back in the day. But it's like, you know, like you said, neckbeard men will sit there and be like, how do you remember all the, like, uh, members in BTS, blah, blah, blah. But then they, like, memorize every football player and every single team. And it's like, why? Yeah. But why, we can't do the same thing with a band. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just weird. It's weird because we're women. Yeah, yeah, we're women, and we're not supposed to have interest. No, we quickly clean that. Is all exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's so annoying, and I don't know. I just wish I could get out of this mentality because, truly, I want to just live freely on my social media and post what I want to post. And you know, last night I started making Warrior Cats fan art, and I stopped because I was like, I there's something in me that's. See, hurting <laughs> it's and hurting the, and the other day so you know i have fan fictions that i wrote in seventh grade that i yeah. want to go back and edit because i feel like on, in oh, theory dude. they're yeah. really I, they have a good storyline yeah. i have a really strong urge to start writing fan fiction again <laughs> it's it was fun i remember being in fun. middle school and sometimes the best part of my day would was when i would come home and start writing the oh, next God. chapter of my story yeah and i'd be thinking in school like okay, what's going to happen in this chapter? Thinking yes. of the plots and stuff like that. And it would, it, it's an interest. It's a hobby. It does the yes. same thing as if I was into crocheting. Yes. When it comes down to it, if it doesn't hurt you, why does it bother you so much? Yeah. I feel like you should look inside. Exactly. If, you know, if something is bothering you that much, I, I genuinely can't process it. Like, I, yeah, things, like, like I said, I've, I've participated in cringe culture before and never out loud, but, you know, Nothing has bothered me that much to where I'm genuinely angry. Like, I've yeah. just been like, oh, that's weird. Yeah, about it. Like, yeah, an, an interest. But if you're genuinely I mean, just angry over something, you know, there should be some deep thinking there. Some therapy involved. I have a controversial topic to bring up. Oh, okay. So, you know, we're talking about cringe culture and stuff like that. MGK fans. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm uh, I know, and, and I'm guilty of it too as well, of, yeah. of speaking on people who enjoy MGK's new music. You know, and, it, in yeah. a negative light, and kind of, I, I will honestly admit that I see people who like MGK 
differently. I don't yeah. want to, really, because it, it, it comes down to it. It's cringe culture. You know, it reminds me of, uh, I have a friend. I hope she's listening. Uh, but uh, I, I can't remember how long ago it was. It was when MGK came to Arkansas. I think this was, like, maybe a year ago, maybe a couple. I'm not good with time, so yeah. I don't it, know. It, was pretty recently, I feel like. I mean, not with the months, but yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but anyways, um, uh, she posted something about going, and I was like, I slid up on her story. I don't know. I DM'd her somehow and was like, I cannot believe you would disrespect the emo community like this. And she was like, I know, but I like his music. And I was, I was so ashamed. And I shamed yeah. her for it. I really did. But, you know, I... I don't, I don't look at her any differently. I do think, like, I don't know. A part of me, like, his music is catchy. I, I, you know, I can say I that. that yeah. But it's just him as a person. Now, that's cringy. I can sit there and call him cringy because he's a bad person and he's done some messed up stuff that are cringy, yeah. you know? Yeah. No, and it, it relates His fans back don't to... need to uh, bear the brunt of the cringe culture, though, yeah. I will say. Yeah, I agree because, I mean, it, it comes down to separate the music from the artist. Yeah. But... That's a whole other thing, because then it's like, oh, now now you're supporting the artist. But anyway, you, you, yeah, <laughs> that's a it's a weird little conundrum there. Yeah, but, I don't know how I feel on that topic. It's really yeah. kind of hard to like do that. Like, yeah, I can, like Johnny Craig, for example. Like, you know, it's you you can listen to like Dance Gavin Dance and feel okay because he's not getting money for it. Yeah, but to like say that when you're listening to him specifically alone yeah. and he's getting money for that, you're not separating them. Art from, from the artist. You're supporting him. Yeah, yeah. Blatantly. I feel, so. the same, I feel the same way, you know, as uh, Dance Gavin Dance has been releasing new music, and of course they're still releasing the yeah. Jackpot Juicer album with um, Tillian on it because it's the last album that Tim was a part of. Mm-hmm. So I wholeheartedly agree with that decision. But as the songs that have come out after, mm-hmm. knowing about Tillian and now yeah. that he's out of the band and all that and knowing what he did hit so different than the two singles that came out prior to that. I mean, yeah. I just, it's it's harder to consume. Some people, and I, I've seen a lot of discourse on Twitter being like, just separate the art from the artist. It's and hard. It's like, yeah, it's like I, I can't because this isn't a good person. And, you know, I feel like I'm going to be shamed for listening to him because he, I, I assume he'll be getting money from this. Yeah. See, that's another thing is back to like people shaming you for, like, listening to who you listen to, like, if, you know, like, I still listen to Falling in Reverse, and I'm, I just, I can't help it, I'm gonna keep listening to them, and it sucks, and, like, but I feel like if I ever posted a Falling in Reverse song, like, on Twitter, and said I like Falling in Reverse, I'd get eaten alive, you know what I mean? And it's not, like, I'm not out here saying I like what Ronnie Radke says, and I like, I think his thoughts are good, (laughs) I'm just saying I like his music, and I'm, yeah, I'm, gonna keep listening sue me you yeah. know yeah it's it's hard it's a little it's a weird little thing but back on to cringe culture i just i think it's there as a justification for bullying I, it I really is think it's literally bullying yeah, I, <laughs> I think that's what it is i mean it's always been there it never had a word for it of not understanding somebody else's interest or not being interested mm-hmm. in somebody and what somebody else is interested in and bullying them for that. I mean, you know, that's always been happening, but now it's turned into cringe culture. And since it just you know, has a different name, yeah. And we, you know, we said the two sides of it, and a lot of people do feel like they're helping these people, 
but why do you have to... Why does it matter them, to help them? Yeah, why do you have to make them your version of, of what's acceptable normal. and normal? Yeah. That, See, that's... When people say that... Like, I remember when I was on TikTok. And this is a good reason I... Part of the reason why I deleted it. Just because I'd see that kind of stuff of, like, people getting absolutely obliterated on the app for acting a certain way. And everyone in the comments is like, I just want to help. I just want to help them. Or, like, oh, they'll make a post comments. and be like, I'm just trying to help them. And it's like, you're making it worse. And yeah. you're doing more harm than good. I, you're bullying. You're bullying, yeah. yeah you're not like, helping them. They're going to sit in their room at night and think, what's wrong with me, you know? Yeah. Because I, I was there. I know that feeling, you know? Yeah, and that, that's another huge thing. It's like, you know, I want to start posting clips of the podcast on TikTok. And I still will be doing so. Yeah. But I get so nervous because I don't know why, but while I'm on TikTok, which I've been not on it as of lately because mental health. Anyway. It, it, uh, it's not a good place no, to be if you I, have mental issues. Straight, that's for sure. I go straight to the comment section. Like, okay, so for example, there's this, girl, there. there's this girl who was dancing who has a, a comparable body type to me, I'd say. Yeah. I mean, you know, but I don't know. I don't know how to describe that, but there's people in the comments that were like, I'm so proud of you for posting this and oh, stuff like that. And it feels so... Oh my god, so... those backhanded comments. Yeah. Those would frustrate me because it's like, they'd be like, I hate it when you'll go to like, you'll see a video or something of someone being cringy in quotes. I'm doing quotations right now. Um, and all the comments will be like, I like the comment section past the vibe check. It's like, yeah, that's mean. <laughs> you know, you're like, yeah, saying yeah, you're, you're something's bringing wrong. light to, to something that people... <laughs> could have said but they're not so, yeah no, they passed the vibe check that is the weirdest thing to say i see that comment all the time and i'm like you're not doing what you think you're doing no that's yeah. not a nice comment no you, know? you just don't bring attention to it at all just talk about the video you know don't talk just, about like the person's I mean, looks don't talk about what they like like all y'all's moms about. probably said if you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything at all yeah that's just I, scroll past you yeah, know, you don't have easy. to say that it's just just the weirdest thing but you know keyboard warriors feel like they have to put their feelings in, and I feel like a lot, I don't know, TikTok especially, really, the comment section is so rancid, and other it people follow terrifying. it. terrifying. I mean, I remember seeing a, a TikTok the other day of, um, goodness gracious, what was it? Why did I blank? Something cringy? It was something, I mean, it was <laughs> something that they considered cringy. I didn't. It's something, something that I do. Something the poster considered cringy? No, something that the, the comment, comment section did. Oh, okay. Something that I do, like, every day. I'm telling you, something about, there's this, like, wave of people since TikTok has come about, and it's, like, teenagers aged from, like, I don't know, 15 to, like, 19, sometimes even people our age. I think people our age have, have fallen into that group, but I think, I'm hoping we're growing up a little. They're yeah, hopping on the bandwagon, yeah, I feel like they're doing. but, you know. That, like, this age range of, like, people like that who are on TikTok have the most one-track, like, attack mode minds when it comes to what people post. Yeah. It's always offensive. It's always cringy. It's always just against everything they believe in. Yep. I feel like what they're doing is they're they're taking the first thought that they had about it and they're typing it out and they're posting it. Yeah. They're not sitting there and thinking about, like, the consequences. What the other person... I mean, yeah. they really depersonalize these people yeah and, and so they yeah can post whatever they want say whatever they want about them yeah tiktok's a cesspool of people like that and 
it's a good reason to get off the app if you're on it, honestly. Yeah, I had to, I definitely had to get off because there was like, I mean, even girls who were skinny were getting hate for just being skinny. Oh, do you remember and, when Charlie D'Amelio got famous and everyone was like, she's so cringy dancing and she got famous for dancing. It's like, so what? Yeah. She's like, just a girl you're living just her jealous. life. There's a, a reason she's getting popular. So like, sorry, you don't like it. You know, like yeah. she's figured out life at 15 and I know you're jealous. Whatever. Yeah, I can't, I couldn't <laughs> she's imagine. She's hurting anyone. Imagine, just, you know, sit back, close your eyes and imagine this. Imagine you're 15, you have done something on the internet, whether it be dancing, whatever it is, you've done something on the internet that has made you viral. Right. And you continue to do that thing at the age of 15 or younger or, you know, 16, 17. I mean, you're going to be considered cringy and it just sucks because people need to take a step back and realize that's a 15-year-old. How did you act at 15? Exactly. I mean, even thinking about stuff that I did when I was 18, 19... I, I cringe would, at it. Yeah, it's a good thing I wasn't posting on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> I would have gotten ripped to shreds. Yeah, and I just think that people need to take a step back and think about the age of these people. The and, just, and everybody's so different. Just don't care. Don't why does it matter? Why, it all comes down to if it doesn't hurt you and if it's not hurting a group of people, let's say, then why do you need to attack? You know, it's like... Yeah. If this person's not spewing hate, I really don't see the reason to be, like, hating on them and making them feel bad about themselves. Yeah, you don't know, you know what they're going through. No. I shouldn't feel bad for liking warriors. I shouldn't feel bad for, like, wanting to draw cat girls in my comic. I shouldn't be, you know, scared to express that kind of stuff. No, because at the end of the day, it's just going to make you push it down. You're going to start masking, and you're not doing what you truly like to do. No. And I don't like feeling that way. No, I've lived my whole life feeling that way, and I'm tired of it. And that's why I'm finally trying to get out of that phase yeah. of my life. I'm I'm tired of feeling cringe. And that's why I'm glad that we're doing this episode on yes. cringe culture. Because, yeah. I mean, honestly, you know, I still watch cringe comps and stuff like that. But I, as of lately, I've just been trying so hard to work on my thought process mm-hmm. and what I think about people. And it's just, and it's been hard. I mean, there's so many different new societal norms Mm -hmm. you know and so it's been hard to do that but it it truly my my mental health has gotten so much better yeah no yeah I'm I'm trying to work on that and honestly I'm enjoying the fact that I'm living my cringy life so yeah oh are we at a good time yeah okay all right but (laughs) I just we we have a weird little setup right now Um, it is it is interesting it's it's very comfortable comfortable. yeah yeah I love it so much so uh I don't know if y'all listened to the first episode, but I was yeah. mentioning that, and probably the other episodes too, I made a disclaimer that the setup that we had was temporary. Well, we, I finally moved. Yeah, so we're um, in the place where we're meant to be. Yeah. It's just a matter of setting everything up. Yeah. So. Because we still, uh, there's, we've got like a whole if you've half ever, of the house yeah. that I haven't been able to get to. <laughs> and if you've ever moved, you know the chaos. Yeah. It's yeah. just. Once again, chaos, so, yeah. you know, we'll get there, but, but I don't know. I like this, just chilling on the bed. And yeah, chilling on the bed. I mean, it'd be <laughs> different if we had video. Already when we have video, for some reason, I'm not as comfortable because I'm over We know we're I'm being watched. myself. No, exactly. <laughs> Dude, exactly. What a perfect way to, honestly, because I think about that, I'm like, oh, God, the way I'm like, which I've even thought, I think about think back on some jokes I made in the podcast and previous episodes and I'm like uh, yeah, me cringe. too. Dude, my boyfriend 
or <laughs> my fiance. Oh yeah, <laughs> big news. Yeah, I got a big life update for yeah. Haley. <laughs> yeah, since the last episode, uh, episode, <laughs> episode, <laughs> the last episode, um, I was proposed to, and I am yeah. engaged. She so. has a whole new house and a whole new fiance. Yeah, what a world. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> my fiance uh, was wanting me to watch the podcast with him or listen to it oh, with God. him and because he wanted to listen to it as well and now that's so, cringe yeah and so <laughs> he's cringe I sat there i sat there and tried my best and he was like babe it's good it's good why are you doing that and i was literally curled up into a ball wanting to cry <laughs> yeah i was like i can't do i'm, I'm perceiving myself completely different yeah the, the longer we listen to this shit yeah i don't think i could sit there and listen to myself i would definitely hate everything i say no yeah. i remember i was like what, what was I doing? I was doing something. You were with me, and I don't think I was editing it, but I was, like, going through the podcast to listen to it, and, it, like, every time it like, land on my voice, I'd be like, I'm talking too much. I'm talking too much. <laughs> yeah. And then it got to you, and you talk for, like, two seconds. You're like, I'm talking too much. <laughs> it's just, we yeah, just think of ourselves as so cringe. I don't know why. Yeah. I, I, it's I hearing feel- your voice. Yeah. Everyone hates that, I think. Yeah, it's hearing your voice and hearing how you talk you have this idea in your head of how you behave and when it's actually yeah. in front of you and how you sound you want to change it uh, my voice is not what I thought it sounded like you know no, I always thought I don't know I guess my voice is kind of on par to what I thought um, I don't know how to describe it's a more squeaker than I thought I thought yeah. I had a deeper voice my voice is more I don't I don't know the word to say but more suppressed I guess not quiet but like there's like a weird tone to my voice that I didn't know it was there see and I've never noticed Maybe I'm overanalyzing. Yep, exactly. But anyways. But yeah. I guess that's all we have to say about cringe culture. I, th- yeah. I wanted to do this episode now just because I feel like we have some cringy, cringy, I'm doing quotations again, <laughs> cringy stuff coming up. And I want to, I feel like this is a huge hour long disclaimer about like, you know, things aren't, cringy's not a thing. Okay. Yeah. It all comes down and- to it. Like cringy's not a thing. If you're that offended, just go away. Yeah. Or And once again, look deep inside yourself and wonder, why does this one thing make me so angry when it doesn't hurt anyone, you know? Yeah. And I think we should put a poll on our uh, Instagram uh, after the episode is posted to be like, do you support cringe culture? Oh, that's a good idea. I would yeah. like to see people's opinions. All we right. can do that. All but right. That's, that is all we have for yeah. today. We will come back next episode. I think we have a good one planned. I don't remember. We'll we'll figure it out with our schedule. Yeah. So we'll see you then. See you later. Bye. Bye.